everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hey, remember last week when I was on a plane and I sent you that text? <laughs> I do. That like was I'm awesome. Headed, I'm like headed off to vacation and all I'm doing is like obsessively thinking about mental health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, plus the uh, the text exchange was hilarious. Like sometimes we have like major life altering texts in like very few words. <laughs> Yeah, mixed Randomly. together with lots of just random memes <laughs> and whatever. Right. But okay, so I got super kind of like, I don't know, I was just, I was, I didn't buy internet on the plane this time. Mm -hmm. Usually, mm -hmm. like, you know, with with the advent of internet on planes, yeah. like I get into this, I, it used to be like, when I got on a plane, yeah. it was like very disconnected time. I know, I know. Right? I actually kind of miss that time. I know, because it's not like that anymore. Right, because now mm -hmm. it's just so easy for me to just go like, buy the internet and jam jam out on work like the entire mm -hmm. flight. But this and, time I decided I'm not going to do that. Right. And you were also on vacation with Amber, your lovely yeah. wife, just the two of you for the first time in several years. Like it was your time to really unplug. 18 years. There you were. 18, 18 years. Okay, yeah, that's that crazy. We should do a podcast yes. about that. Yes, absolutely. Gosh. Um, so anyway, I found myself just like sitting on the plane. I was reading. I was reading a book, like a whatever, a philosophy book, and then like <laughs> a little and I was like reading Socrates. Um. Well, that's not very far off. It was a book about Stoic philosophy. Oh my gosh, called JJ. Called Discipline is Destiny. It's oh, really good. Oh my gosh. That sounds so relaxing. <laughs> I was very you drinking relaxed. a fruity drink at the same time. <laughs> Lord. Okay. So I sent you a text. And yep. what it was, was I, I was thinking about how do you reframe mental health and therapy? Because we talk, I mean, obviously, we talk a lot about this. I try to talk about, about, about mental health a lot at at my company, yeah, but there is still like a stigma around this idea that yeah. you would have to go get therapy, right? Oh, I know, right? I know, and it's like as much as everyone wants to say, "Oh no, we value mental health. We're gonna do mm -hmm. that." When it comes down to it, yeah, it's still not a thing that people willingly lean into. No, uh, right? Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Except for if there's any population that's more open to it, it's the younger population, mm. the twenty somethings. But even then, yeah, there's just so much. But even guilt then, they and might shame. not actually talk about it until after it's worked. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. um, right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. No one hear, wants to say. Yeah, I don't hear anyone. You know, we we're we're very kind of open at at um, at my company, and I don't. I hear lots of people saying, hey, I'm taking a break to go work out. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to go do all the, you know, this yeah. errands. Life or stuff. Life stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Not a single time have I heard somebody say, "Hey, I got I got therapy at one, so I'll see you guys oh, a little my bit." God, you're right. Yeah, there's what what is that about? Because it's always been like that. It has to be. I don't know. It's got to be like a shame thing. It's got to Yeah. be like I'm broken, Yeah. so I Something's won't wrong. go do that. You know, so I don't want to tell people that. Yeah. It's like an internal private private thing. I don't. I don't know. Um, I will tell you if I broke my leg and I needed to go to the doctor, I would tell everybody, "Yo, I gotta go to the doctor. I broke my leg." Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. There's like And no that's shame like a in crisis. that, Well, and that's right? a crisis situation. And if you said something like, I'm having problems with anything I eat for a really long time doesn't feel good. And it's been building for a long time. I've got to go see a specialist. Yeah. So like either even in a crisis or non crisis physical mode, you don't even think twice about going into a doctor. Yep. But with this mental stuff, you totally do. Yeah, I know. So I was thinking like, how, how do you reframe therapy and mental health? And what I was, what I was thinking about was, um, I was actually thinking about like, um, the pride movement, Hmm. Mm, yeah. right? So if we take a, I guess like an analog, um, or a parallel, it's like in the, you know, in the eighties in the nineties, even probably, you know, into the two thousands a bit, Mm hmm yeah. like if you were homosexual, Mm hmm that was like not a thing you talked about, right? When we Right. were growing up, that was kind of like, Yeah, taboo. hey, don't talk Ooh, about that, yeah, yeah. right? Look the And other then way. That's a thing. Look the from other a, way. yeah, and then from like, I have no idea if this is true or not, Yeah, but yeah, yeah. my You're observation spot speculating. is something sort of happened in our culture that said, oh, actually, this is, this is becoming okay, right? So, and then, but when I was trying to figure out, like, what flipped it, I'm sure there's a, a, a whole bunch of stuff that flipped it, right? Mm yeah, yeah. But one of the things that I remember that flipped it was this idea of... the flag, the mm -hmm. gay pride, you know, marches, this whole idea that we're building <laughs> Pride, a brand yeah around not being shameful of it, but being prideful of it. Right, yeah, Right. yeah. And I don't know if that was someone's like purposeful, like maybe there's like a marketing genius behind this. I hope there is. It'd be great. Um, but so, you know, something flipped there where, where we, they flipped the script. Yeah, Right. I say they, that I didn't, you know, but I know what you mean. the, the society somehow Yeah. flipped the script, right? Socially, it became more open. And I mean, it's not fully accepted now, but it Mm. is certainly more, Much better. uh, yeah, and much Yeah, more I hope, available. actually, I hope, like, I, I Yeah. don't have very Yeah. experience of, Yeah, same. um, I mean, I have some friends, but I, uh, Yeah. but I don't have personal experience of that. So I hope it's, I hope it's a way better Yeah. <laughs> Well, for my I mean, friends. certainly, even if even if you don't have the closeness to the topic, you can see it in news, you can see it in any of the um, like lots of social media posts where there are there's a lot more activity, there's a lot more social activity around it. The Mm-hmm. numbers have grown astronomically around this. And um, just using that as an example, I'm sure there's many, many other movements that if we sat and thought about it a little bit, we could come up with Totally. sort of the same the same Yep. thing. But I I'm with you on this. I, I think that is like And then um, when we were having lunch the other day, how we were talking about, you know, even the self-awareness journey, um, you know, I think 
that there's just a stigma around working on your own mental wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you even look at our social media as a very little, um, just even as a little example, right? So we have a Facebook page mm-hmm. and that Facebook page gets uh, gets activity, regular mm-hmm. activity, people commenting on stuff, people sharing stuff, people checking in with place. Okay, then you look at LinkedIn, which is the exact, it's the exact same content that we're posting. Mm-hmm. And it is a fraction mm-hmm. of the activity. We very seldom get activity on that LinkedIn page. There are quiet followers. So yep. every month we get several followers that, that click on it. But it's almost like, again, the difference between that personal and that business. So I feel like mm-hmm. that's also a lag. It's like what you do in your personal life, even though people are talking about everything kind of merging together and with the pandemic and stuff like that, I don't think, I, I still think it's nah. lagging behind. I, I agree. So here's my whole thesis. Ready? Yes, yeah, I'm ready. Um, reframing mental health and therapy. So mm-hmm. question how do we make therapy accessible to everyone? That was my question mm. that I started thinking about. Yep. And so the problem is that people don't want to say they're going to therapy. Yeah, right. Simple. Right. They don't want to say yep. it. So my thesis is that everyone needs therapy and mental health mm-hmm. support. And if everyone is able to work on their mental health, people would be happier healthier and the world would be a better place. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> <My> it. Grandiose <laughs> like mission. Um, so a solution to that would be how do we rebrand therapy as mental fitness? Yeah. Cause I think of this that. idea, like if I'm at work and I just said, Hey, you know, I got to go meet my mental fitness coach for like an hour. Yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah. But the, just the, small tweak in words makes it feel completely different. Yeah. Can I broaden this just a teeny bit before you keep going? I don't think we should just say, how do we make therapy available for everyone? I think a focus on mental wellness. So Mm -hmm. it can be a whole host of things within that. It doesn't necessarily mean a traditional therapy model, you know, where it's like you go speak to someone for an hour. Like, I think really this movement is all around doing all the things that make you feel mentally mm-hmm. well. Yep. I so agree. sorry, I didn't agree. mean to wreck your jam fun. there, but I feel no, like we fine. should have that in there. So like to me, like re kind of reframing it as mental fitness activities, um, like changes it to be like proactive mm-hmm. and growth seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, and not with that stigma of like I need help or I'm broken in some way. Yeah. Because there's lots of things you can do from a personal development standpoint that that can make you way happier, way more productive, effective, mm-hmm. whatever you want to be kind of more of. Yeah. That's not like necessarily like I've had a crisis and I need recovery help. Yeah. Um but yeah. the idea that unless you have a crisis, you don't go Right. proactively work on your mental health. And even if um, we change the vernacular to, unless you have a crisis, um, even just like putting the cookies on the bottom shelf, as I'm always fond of saying, it, even if you're in a spot mentally where you absolutely just don't feel good at all, and mm-hmm. it's been kind of a slow drive down the hill, um, where there's so much stigma, on, there's so much personal attachment to ego 
to admit it, not mm-hmm. just to others, but to ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And so, so I think then, how do we make that? Uh, how do we make that change inside of ourselves, where it's like we don't, not even worrying about the validation of other people, but just within ourselves? Yep. How can we make it okay to just say, "Hey, um, I'm taking a class on memory right now, and I'm also taking a class on mental wellness right now." Yeah. You know, like, or whatever. I I agree. So like, um, in the in the world of like physical fitness, mm-hmm. like if we, we could just use a lot of the same physical fitness words, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to get a workout. I'm yeah. going to meet my personal trainer, right? Like, <laughs> I love that. Like these words, if you apply them to like, I'm going to meet my mental trainer. Yeah. I'm going to meet my, you know, my fitness, my mental fitness coach. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go get a workout, like a mental workout. Right. <laughs> and an emotional yeah, exactly. workout. Yeah. I'm going to get a new outfit for it too, by the way, because that <laughs> always makes me feel good in a workout. <laughs> new shoes. That makes it, me mentally feel yeah. so awesome. I got to get new shoes for my mental workout. <laughs> <laughs> so our emotional workout. When I was, uh, I I wasn't super into like physically working out mm-hmm. when I was younger, like yep. maybe in my twenties. I guess I don't know, too busy. Um, but like I, in my twenties, I would have kind of like repetitive back problems. Like my lower oh. back would kind of go out if I slept on like, you know, I'm a mattress that wasn't mine. Like if I slept at you yeah. know, my in-laws or a hotel room or something, like my back yeah. would just get like super tight. Mm. And uh, and I, just, I always just thought like, oh, that's just what happens. Like mm. I, it just go, you know, sometimes I'd like lift stuff and I just kind of go out. Um, but then I started the past few years, I started really working on like my core strength. Yep. Like I work out every mm. week like doing Mm -hmm. weightlifting. So like really intentionally trying to build those stronger muscles. Yeah. And since I've been doing that for the past like four years, never had a single back problem since. Yeah. Oh, same applies here in this conversation. That's really interesting. This idea that like I am doing physical wellness stuff in order Mm -hmm. to not have that problem, not have Mm -hmm. that back problem. Mm-hmm. You can see how it could like really easily apply to our mental health too, right? Yeah. Like if I'm and keeping up on and emotional health. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm keeping up on that that part yeah. of myself, yeah. Then the likelihood that um, something might derail on me, I think, yeah. probably goes down. Yeah. How, how do we change? I wonder how we change. How do we start to, you know, and like honestly, like even was it last May that we were on the um, list of experts, experts for the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal on mental health. Oh yeah, you did that panel on mental health. Yeah, that panel, right? Yep. And and um, it was such a good conversation, and it was all that same. I mean, it, it was a lot of the same discussion here. And if you look at where we have moved from then until now, there's been very little movement mm-hmm. about it. And actually, what's coming out more and more are all these studies and all these um, percentages of you know increased anxiety with young people, mm. you know, suicide rates are increasing, mm-hmm. um, natu- people naturally feeling more anxious and nervous and stressed, mm-hmm. uh, taking themselves out of social situations. Um, and, and you know, as a podcast, as the self-awareness journey, yep. 
What do you think needs to happen for us to open up this idea of mental and emotional fitness? Yeah. What does that look like? Well, what should we do? Like start a movement? Nah. Like how do we do it? Totally. Start a movement. <laughs> let's go, team. <laughs> All the listeners, let's go. Um, well, that's a good good question. Um, I think like when we started, I was like, I'm so like always obsessed with marketing and how marketing can yeah. influence, you know, customers' decisions and and even society in in different ways but what do we do that is a really good question right i i and i think that it's a very real question i don't think it's a theoretical question i i i feel like we're doing a lot to help people have an awareness and like you and i like even in our even in our conversations about the self-awareness journey you very often will focus on the thoughts around self-awareness and i am often mostly focused on the feelings mm -hmm. of self-awareness and the, how these two come together to create this, you know, this link. And, and, you know, it was funny because as we were talking about this, it's like, how do we bring this concept to the world? Like, how do we bring this concept to the world in a way that's very accessible and non-judgmental and um, not something that has to have people feeling embarrassed? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, you know, I'm going to start by drawing a really nice logo. <laughs> Maybe a color palette. <laughs> we need a tagline. Oh, maybe like, we need a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> what would a mascot be for self-awareness? The mental fitness mascot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It'd, it'd be like a brain and a heart holding hands, like with something wrapped around them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll workshop that. <laughs> but I mean, maybe it is just part of what we are doing now, right? It's just part of having our listeners, you know, share share you know this pod, other resources to their yeah. friends and colleagues. Just slowly spreading the word, having the conversations, trying to get it to be less taboo. I feel like, too, the number one thing that needs to happen is a real true evaluation of how you personally, each person listening, how you think about mental wellness, mental well-being, and emotional wellness, yeah. uh, being more self-aware. I think it begins A there. I, asking, I think it begins there. I think asking that questions of our amazing listeners mm -hmm. is going to be a little bit skewed because... Everyone listening to this podcast already is into personal development, and mm, or they're uh, or they're just you know? Parker family members or friends of <laughs> Melissa's. <laughs> well, Sorry, know, Mrs. Parker, I wasn't Melissa being got disrespectful. Thousands of family members. I think <laughs> it might be a little bit beyond that. But okay, fine. Um, okay, fine. Well, certainly people are curious. People may be curious, and they may be in this dialogue. You can listen to a podcast and not tell anybody what you're listening to. Mm -hmm. You know, people are always really quick to say, I'm listening to this podcast on business or I'm listening to podcasts on, you know, how to work out better. Like you hear people talking about the positive attitude podcasts like mm -hmm. um, quite easily. And I would be curious how people talk about the self-awareness journey. Like you and I were even talking, saying um, at lunch the other day, it's like, gosh, if we were starting the self-awareness journey now, we probably wouldn't even call it that, mm, you right. know? 
um, even though this is what it is, but just shifting it slightly to make it a more accessible title, mm -hmm. you yep. know, that people feel excited to share. Um, and I think people do. I don't mean to say that people don't feel excited about this. And I mean, we have wonderful supporters. It's absolutely fantastic. So, but it's just interesting to even think about us, like all of us that are together on this, on this, in this conversation. Yeah, you would think that we would have more um, reach. We would have more capacity to understand ourselves easily. Um, and, and it's still hard. It's still hard. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been a number of times we've, we've said, hey, if you like this, can you please share this? Like we want to get, we'd love to get our listener numbers up and, and they are organically growing. But I haven't ever heard back like people saying, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I love to do this. I've, you know, I made everybody, you know, um, I want everybody to know about this because it feels good this, to listen. This sounds like it's really turning into like a task to our listeners. Like, hey, go oh, share, I don't go share. <laughs> I don't mean it. I don't mean it that way, but I'm using it as an example, honestly. Yeah. You're using it as I, an example because like, like there's so we are much the ones that other are, content that can grow fairly easily. Yeah. Yet we're like, oh, like I sh showed you the other day, like we're in like the whatever top 10% of Spotify <laughs> content creators. Yeah. Right. Which seems, yeah. I mean, that sounds like impressive. Like we've made more content than the 90% of the other, the other podcast creators. Um, yet, right. This particular yeah. topic doesn't, doesn't grow at the pace of other topics. So is your suggestion that it's, that it's just because we haven't found a way to spin it or is your suggestion something different? I don't know if I have a suggestion. I know I know you think I'm coming loaded with notes and research <laughs> well, here, but yeah, we're I mean, really spitballing at this as our point. Indicator. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably a mix of things. I, I I do think that as much as we try, um, there still is a little there is a little bit of hesitation and taboo around the topic that that both yeah. you and I love. So you know what um, I I. I I, you know what I do? I look towards the 20 somethings to help us out of this mess. Um, I, on my LinkedIn recently, I posted a Simon Sinek video. It was a five minute mm -hmm. video in which he was talking about um, the younger generation in the workplace. Mm. And it was fascinating um, because he started out just sort of describing what it is, mm -hmm. you know, what it feels like. This, 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 um, opposing views of what the workplace quote should be okay and um it was super interesting because he said you know in the older generation older okay 40s 50s generation you got your place of community through your church mm. you got your sense of social through the bowling club mm -hmm. you got your work through work and today he said the younger generation it just is described like a very like fifties version of reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but he was describing that's what it was. And for the younger generation though, they expect their workplace to be all of those things. Mm. They expect it to be their social place. They mm -hmm. expect it to have their emotional connections there. Mm. They expect to have work there. And, and then you add all of this trauma that's happening in this world. Um, it just keep they just this stuff just keeps coming one mm -hmm. after the next after the next war politics um, you know pandemic etc um, they're not equipped they're mm. not equipped and so his whole 
his whole conversation was we have to give them space so that they can catch up. Mm. You know, that was his whole <laughs> thesis. And um, I was like, wow, I'm really interested in what people think. So I threw it up on LinkedIn and I got a few com comments that were super interesting. There were some that were very in alignment with this. And then there was one that was like, yes, and everybody has to be more accountable. And it was like this kind of hammer down mm. on this is what it should be. You know, that's wrong. That's mm -hmm. not how it has to be. It should be this way, the old school way. Um, but it's really interesting because not a lot of people besides that wanted to weigh in. So then I took a sampling of 420 somethings that I know. And I, I, I asked them, would you please watch this and weigh in? Do you know that I got instantly about two paragraphs from each one of them hmm. talking about the challenges that we have being able to be um, more authentic with expectations mm -hmm. and what they're supposed to do with those expectations. And being healthy means being able to take care of their own mental mm. well-being. And if they're not doing that, then that's on them. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a really interesting dialogue. Um, so I think I do really believe that there's some, something generationally in here ready to crack open and create a new thing. And I feel very, very confident that our 20-somethings honestly, are going to be the ones that help us through this. I yeah. really believe that. Yeah. I am also optimistic for the younger yeah. generation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go put my teeth in a glass for the rest of the day. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think we sort of solved the world's problems no. today, but no. it was kind of fun to think through this and think about framing. How do we frame or how would we put different frames around things that are are taboo or we don't like talking about and yeah and and maybe maybe reframing sometimes is the key to making them more more acceptable yeah yeah i think that's really really an interesting it's an interesting thing to think about and and um and then simon ended that whole little segment by, by just saying we're going to be here for a little while it's going to take us a while mm, mm -hmm. to figure this out. And I appreciated that perspective because I think that that's true. But it will take a little while and then stuff like this. These mm -hmm. kinds of conversations help happening in a social way without judgment, but observation instead. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge key for us too, is as we're thinking these things through and as you and I have talked, how people are responding to this conversation. Are they judging, feeling angry, feeling disappointed, feeling disconnected, not in agreement? Are they feeling hugely in agreement and sad because they don't know mm. what to do? I think there's just, but it, can we just be where we are in observation mm -hmm. and continue to advocate for mental fitness? Because that's really what we are moving towards. Yep. Yep. Well, let's keep, uh, let's keep marching. Let's keep talking. We'll keep talking about it. Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey, and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.